Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salad and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Hey baby, hey baby, hear the blues are calling, toss salad. Hey baby, scrambled eggs. Calling again. Oh. Oh. Recording in progress. Okay, great. Uh, I do the sync. Okay. Do it just like Johnny does it, but do it like way better than he normally does. Okay. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. That's going to be perfect. You know what? I think you smashed that. Although, I have no way of knowing. <laughs> so- it- it felt to me like I smashed it. I think you did, and I and and I, I think you should have. You should. Well, I was about to say give yourself a round of applause, but that'll mess up the sync. <laughs> <laughs> um, hello, welcome to the podcast. I don't normally do the introduction, as you can probably tell. But do you want oh, me to do it? Yeah, go on. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and those who don't conform to the binary gender spectrum. It's another happy, sunny day in Depressionsville, as we speak <laughs> to our favorite sad person. It's Make Paddy Happy! <laughs> I like that yours is actionable. Yours is make Paddy happy, which is, the show's called Making Paddy Happy, but make sounds, it's more of like an imperative order, isn't it? Like, like, Immediately. It's like, well, I mean, you're the first, I believe, the first guest we've ever had on the show. And maybe when it's a guest, it should be make Paddy happy, because it could be like a weekly thing where it's like, now it's your turn. Can you fucking do it? <laughs> challenge yeah, exactly. yeah that's like the to... only instruction sent <laughs> <laughs> that's just an email it's like a jury duty yeah you just get you could just get a letter and a zoom link on yeah. the letter that you have to type in manually <laughs> yeah exactly all out of newspaper clippings and bits of old wood <laughs> like <laughs> Well, yeah, this is, so, hello, um, I'm Paddy, whose voice you will recognise, unless this is your first episode, in which case you are in for a doozy of a toozy. Um, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's what people sometimes say about... A doozy of a toozy? I think... To me, to, to me, both of those, I think, are, like, nicknames for pooing. That's the problem, you see, I've, I've gone in too hard too soon with, uh, <laughs> with my new metaphor. See, Johnny's not here, so I, I get to, now I'm, I'm off the leash, it's Paddy Unleashed. Um, yeah, Paddy's going to go for it, and I'm going to be like, how do I hold this together? This is where <laughs> we, we, we reveal that I've been happy the whole time, I'm just playing with his emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yes this is making Paddy happy it's a podcast that you often listen to except for some of you in which case hello I'm Paddy and this unusually isn't Johnny Johnny is uh, what's the word a dad so he's doing that Mm. we've missed um, we've missed like I think two or three episodes on the trot which was 
predicted when we started this season where Johnny said it's going to be 13 episodes long and I said I bet it'll be nine and I think I'm so far correct. So I'd like to introduce you to our friend and wonderful compatriot and uh, sometimes collaborator and um, best bud extraordinaire, storyteller, cool guy, theatre boss, cocktail friend. It's... (laughs) It's my boozy buddy with the lovely tubby. Um, <laughs> um, it's it's everyone's favourite star, Mr. James Rowland. Here he comes. <laughs> everyone's got to try that noise on the podcast. That's the other thing is it's <laughs> Paddy's favourite noise. My air horn just then, because I think I'm actually all right at it, but mine sounded more like a very old car struggling to make it over a hill. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a metaphor for our every day. As yeah, well. what life's like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although neither of us have the disadvantage of, of, uh, of age. Like, like we're both mm. still... I, I don't know about you, but maybe this is a defence mechanism, but I always think you're old when you're 80, and that's when mm. it's rad. Like that at that point, you're like, oh, I'm old now. I'm old. Like I, now, I can yeah. do whatever I want. Um, yeah, not in a nasty I, way, but you know. No, well, I definitely feel like if I think actually, I've sort of pencil marked seventy as mine. Yeah, as being like post seventy, I think I'm just going to try all the drugs. Yeah, like sweet. pre seventy, like yeah. heroin and crack and crystal <laughs> meth all feel like a bit much. Mm. But post seventy, yeah, I'm like. We're sort of on a victory lap now. Well, I think you're right. I think any drug in which there's a TV show that has more than two seasons about it, like specifically <laughs> the drug, I'm like, I probably shouldn't try that one. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I've been. I think I'm at the point in my life where I've been offered most of them, and mm. I'm quite a shy. I'm quite a shy mm. drug boy. Um, mm. In the, I, I, I smoke, I smoke a bit of weed, and that's all fine. But I haven't done it in a little while. Um, mm. And I've tried some of, you know, some of the hits. Um, yeah. But, but um, I don't know. I'm not very for someone who is probably the exact personality that would be very susceptible to peer pressure. I'm quite good at being like, no, I'm, I'm quite scared of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't do any drugs at all. Like maybe had a couple of tokes on other people's spliffs mm. until I was in my thirties, and I've had a lovely time sporadically taking some drugs since then yeah but i think that one of the things that i have noticed and also people i know who've taken a lot more drugs than i have Mm. i actually think that not doing it very much makes it nicer Mm. um because i think like uh, you get diminishing returns that like just just generally regardless of what the drugs are which is why saving up uh, for seventy, saving there it all up, saving up for your drugs. That's the that's the how the heroes do it. That's the wire. <laughs> that's what the wire is about, isn't it? <laughs> the wire is not about us. Um... Oh. Is the <laughs> oh oh? I thought that we were quite Baltimore, but maybe we're not. Is the wire? Is the wire in the wire? Is yeah. it a? Is it the? Uh, this is a very visual thing I'm doing. Is it the thing you wear under your shirt so that the police can catch other people? Oh no! It's not, have you not seen it? I've not seen it at all. I'm not very oh, good at cool. TV. Yeah, no, I've not seen. I've not like seen Breaking Bad or The Sopranos, but I had. I did see The Wire, mm. and I, uh, I've actually watched it all through twice. The Wire is a wire tap, so it's phone tapping. 
Oh, so it's not a. Are you wearing a wire? It's a. Is this phone g- g- wired? Yeah, exactly. So the first season, especially, but then all of I th- it, they make it sort of thematically work in all the seasons that it's really important to like tap people's tap phones. phones or yeah, cool. and like it sounds it's, great, it's, man. It, it sort of tie, ties it in, but then as with quite a lot of great like cultural things, the mm. name becomes irrelevant because of its uh, iconicism. Mm. um uh doesn't it it's like you know like the beatles um uh, yeah like you're like you're just like oh they're, they're the beatles yeah it's like, nothing but, to do with with beatles anymore yeah you don't have the name is irrelevant you like whether the beatles is a good or a bad name for a band is irrelevant because the beatles the mm. same as the wire the soprano i mean the sopranos make sense because he's called tony soprano but even then there's a bit of like, so I've not I've not seen it much, but I know it's played by the like the big guy, and he's a ma- mafia dude. Have you seen The Sopranos? No, I've not. It's another one that I like. I talk to Johnny about this quite often because Johnny's Johnny's quite TV literate, um, right? And I think part of that was like early fatherhood, but also he just mm-hmm. he, he just knows quite a, a lot about stuff, and he's one of those people. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is ADHD. Maybe I'm wrongly attributing this, but he he often if he hears something that he doesn't know about or finds interesting, he will zone out of the conversation to look it up on Wikipedia and learn everything he can about it. Mm. But long, long through when the conversations pass, but then the next time it's brought up, he will have then watched it or he will have, he, he will have educated himself in a way that quite often I'll be like, Oh, I've not seen that. And then that's probably where, where it ends for Paddy. Um, <laughs> unless someone's really like, I'm trying to be better at, um, Oh mate, I think it, I, I think it was a conversation you and I had, or something like that. That's like, oh no, it might have been in a show you did. But the when someone recommends you something, yeah, um, when you actually do it, it's yeah. a huge. But even if you think the thing sucks, it's a huge boost to your friendship. Like, yeah, I I find it a lot. I mean, I I I tell there's a lot of stuff that I know I recommend to people that I that, that, that of course they're not going to fucking do because it's like mm. like I talk to Johnny quite a lot at the moment about K drama. I'm recommending mm. K drama left, right, and center. What am I doing? Oh, I'm reckless. I've like, heard the words K drama come out of your mouth <laughs> so often so in the last times. six months. Yeah. So so so, but it's also it's quite because we've been seeing a lot of each other. Yeah. And. Also, because we've been seeing a lot of each other, seeing a lot of each other with other people as well, it's not mm. just like, I think that's sort of how our friendship has changed, actually, maybe in yeah, the last... totally. It's like we probably see about the same amount of each of each other alone as we used to, but mm. now we do a lot more socialising with other people. And I would say I have heard the... Like, I've only ever heard the words K-drama spoken by you. Um, <laughs> and I would now say I've probably heard it a thousand plus times yeah it's too really, many but no no, no i now i i re, it's but again i think it's quite comforting isn't it it's like a level of like i'm like because like when you're talking to people i think post pandemic it's even bigger than it was before mm. but like one of the fail safe like conversational this is something that we can do to talk about is talking about what telly you're watching yeah yeah, it, yeah. like i think it probably was a thing before but now it's like the number one go-to above above even like sort of like how's work and stuff like that, mm. which because everybody knows all shit. It's um, yeah. Yeah. And so, whereas telly, you're like, Oh, we can talk about telly because basically everybody watches some sort of telly. Mm. And so I've heard you say K drama a lot. Yeah. And nice. it beca- like, it's become sort of, 
I don't know, my thing that I know no one will do, but I am I'm waiting for the one day that someone says, hey, I got really into Mr. Sunshine, and I can be mm. like, cool. Like, I, I'm actually... It, I don't even care if you enjoyed it or not. The fact that you did that mm. is just really interesting because like, it's like when someone reads you reads you a book, lends you a book, or buys you... Reading a book is lovely, but like if someone gives you a book or if someone... Mm. I don't know, any kind of recommendation. I, I've got a mate called Connor O'Toole, who um, is a lovely, lovely man. And uh, Connor was... like I, I hadn't seen him in a very long time. He lives near Johnny. And last time I was up in Glasgow, Connor and I ended up hanging out for a while whilst Johnny was doing baby bedtime. Uh, and he was like, uh, oh, what are you playing at the moment? And I was like, oh, I'm playing a lot of Hearthstone, which is like an online card game. Mm. And then the next day, uh, he sent me a text being like, so I've got Hearthstone, what do I do now? Uh, and I was like, mm. oh, okay. Uh, I was like, do this tutorial. And then he sent me like an invite on the game. And he was like, do you want to just play and you can kind of teach me? And we ended mm. up playing for hours and we were chatting on WhatsApp on, in our ears at the same time. And it was really nice because I was like, no one, no, no, really? Like you're going to come and play my weird mm. card game with me? And then I did the same with him with Tetris because oh. like Connor is so into Tetris. He got Johnny into it because they both have ADHD and, and Connor was like, this is mm. really fucking helping me out. Johnny's now a fucking fiend at it. Um, but it's really oh, nice. So- you can just sit down and be like, yeah, like he, he runs an emulator on his computer and you both have these tiny little NES controllers that we use and it's like, oh, it's so fucking cool. Um, well, Tetris know. is a fascinating one. Our other friend who is called Johnny, Johnny Chiadini, mm. uh, uh, did a TED Talk uh, based on their, um, whatchamacallit, uh they they did they 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 are boards game board game and computer games journalists and they mm. did a TEDx talk about um about mental health and uh, and computer games and Tetris mm. was the example that they used in it of of because it's sort of the most it's like the acme of why computer games are good for mental health because mm. it's so clear where the dopamine is yeah it's totally like you, obviously you get like a gone. little yeah. yeah, exactly. Little dopamine hit by clearing a line, and then like a big dopamine hit if you get a Tetris. Yeah, like, it's very yeah. and it's very achievable, and it's quite easy to pick up and quite easy to get used to. I mean, it's like yeah, you're bang on. It's it's sort of the the poster boy for because I don't know. I think part of why part of why I really like computer games in regards to my mental health is like I like playing games in which there's a right and a wrong way of doing things, mm. and mm-hmm. so you get good at something and then if you solve the puzzle it's like cool you got the one answer to this puzzle and then it gives you a little like well done pat on the head and you get some bonus bananas or some bollocks like Mm. i think that's great because so much of what you know you and i both work in the same industry so much of what we do every single day and social interaction and our own sort of struggles with our own place in the world everything's subjective like Mm -hmm. Where, like whether we're doing the right thing, whether that joke was funny, whether this narrative works, whether the play was good, whether like whatever, um, mm. and it's really nice to have something that's just like, yep, that was it. Like, yes, yeah. that's, that's a Tetris. That's uh, yeah. that's the name of the game. Um, yeah. So I've started to, and it's really interesting. Like, especially since the start of pandemic, I've started to shy away from games that ask me to make difficult choices because. Mm. when they're games that traditionally I find really interesting that are like, hey, we exist somewhere in the between of the morally grey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, are you going to save the town or are you going to save the train? And it's like, sure. well, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I didn't this come trolley, here the trolley. It yeah, has it's, a problem. Mate, there's, and there's a game, actually, that I think was released a few days ago that's called Trolley Problem Inc. 
Um, I think it's by. <laughs> oh god, that dude. sounds like a nightmare. Man, it's by Yodscast Games, and I'm I'm going to buy it because I watched a review of it earlier on today, and it is just it is just trolley problem after trolley problem oh, after trolley. Oh no! Like, hard, and I'm like, this will fucking ruin End me. me. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it might go some way in starting re- to restore my faith in my own ability to make decisions and be like, sometimes you've just got to make a decision. And yeah, like sort of like a like um um exposure therapy. Mm, totally, because like yeah. crippled, absolutely crippled by indecision is is yeah. uh, what leads to so many of the problems in my life. Where it's not like a, oh, I don't care, go either way. It's like the most basic fucking. Yeah, you get stuck right, and there are loads of different ways of sort of getting through. Like so, uh, our our friend Cat, who's training to be a therapist, mm. was talking about um, Gestalt theory. She talked to you about that. I know she said the word Gestalt. Gestalt, but, and it's the idea. I think it's like you know, because all the different psy- psychotherapeutic ways of mm. sort of dealing with stuff are all just one approach. That, right. Like, and Gestalt is based on the idea that everything is cycles, and when stuff is bad, it's because you get stuck. And so yeah, it's that like makes sense. you get stuck in a it, it like ticking between two steps in a natural cycle, and I think that's like I also read a. Katie Wicks has got a book that apparently is very good that I've not read. It's got cake in the title. I can't remember, but I read a... Okay. She wrote a beautiful article in the Gardigan. Uh, in Gardigan? In the Gardigan. Um, you know it. In the Gardigan. <laughs> in the Gardigan. Um, it's my favourite. <laughs> Gardigan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I read the Gardigan. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's what it's called now. Um, and... Uh, and uh, she was, it was a beautiful article. She talked about being, I think, very, very depressed mm. um, and breaking things down into their component parts. So, like, if getting out of bed is too much mm. or if, like, you're, you're finding yourself not getting out of bed, then you break it down into pulling your covers back, sitting up, pulling your legs over the side, right, standing okay. up. Like, you can do each one of those things. Mm. You could... I can't get out of bed, but I can pull the covers off me. I can't get out of bed, but I can sit up. Mm. And I now you're in a different situation, so you can reassess yeah. whether or not and you I can't can achieve get, the next thing. Yeah, exactly. I can't get out of bed, but now I'm sat on the edge of my bed. And then you're like, oh, it's actually now easier for me to get out of bed than it was for me to stay in it. That is that is absolutely fucking true. Because I, like, I, I, I force myself to do certain things because... Like, I don't know, it's like, it's like often before I have a plan, I will leave the house because I'm like, well, now I'm outside mm. and yeah, to get I outside. To do yeah, and it's the same when I get when I get out of bed, like I will put on clothes, even if I'm mm. planning on going back to bed in a minute. I'm like, well, now I'm wearing clothes. Like, I suppose I should probably take yeah. it from there. Like, that's like, an, uh, yeah, I guess that's you, 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 that sounds, I hadn't thought of this about you, but like based on like naturally drawn to sort of like, exposure therapy because mm. that in itself is quite you're like i'm not doing anything i'm just in bed i can't get out mm. you're like okay how do i fix this it's like i'll be outside and then i'll have to make a plan and yeah. it's, it's, it's like even though i wasn't you'd never said that to me when you said it i was like oh, of course that's what paddy does because mm. i've received a text from you mm. like many times being like dude are you about because mm. suddenly and it's like 
even though you won't be like, because I made myself get, go out, go out of the house before I had a plan. So I had to make a plan. Yeah. You can tell that that's where it, like that now makes sense of what, what that is. Dude, it's quite a good system. And it's where yeah. my, my catchphrase long shot comes from because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, will, yeah. I will force myself into any given situation. And sometimes it'll be like, well, I still haven't got a plan and I'm just walking around. So I'll get the tube and be like, okay, where where am I going? And then I'll get off at, I don't know, I'll go into Soho and be like, well, now I'm here. And then I'll just mm. text a few people and be like, long shot, are you in Soho immediately? Yeah, yeah. And one time's out of 10, someone will be like, yeah, I'm about to see a play. Do you want to come? And then it's like, cool, my plan's now sorted. Um, yeah. And if not, you make your own fun and it's fine. Um, but yeah, yeah and I think- also you, you're already, by that point, you are already out, right? And like, so you've, so, you've sort of accomplished it by the time yeah. you've got there. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm then I'm mobile, and then I'm you know I've I've overcome the hardest part of the day, which is doing anything with my day. Yeah, um, that's really good. Yeah, and it's sort of it. I mean, I find it the same with like I don't know. It's it's it, 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 I think you and I were talking about this yesterday. Funny enough, it's like sometimes uh, on stage or even in writing sessions or stuff like that, you just I just hit record on a thing. Because mm. then it's like, well, I've effectively started a timer and I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to accept that this is now set in stone. So I'm just going to start playing the guitar or I'm just going to start talking or I'm just going to start. It's why podcasting really works for me and why mm. like, it's like Johnny and I do quite like, we've had a couple of interviews today already. And I think mm. I like interviews more than Johnny, not out of self-interest, but because I think, oh, well, Johnny has, he's normally holding one or two children, but also like i'll just talk and odds are something mm. something will happen um it's all right yeah, yeah yeah like i don't have to pre- prepare really or like you know um it's quite easy but to then just let, let my mouth part of that not needing to prepare is because you've done that a lot i remember like mm. i don't not not a huge fan but when i was um a kid i used to read a lot of like theater biographies and stuff mm. um because i wanted to be an actor and i sort of like really enjoyed you know, all of these people's like, and Peter Hall, who was the artistic director of the RSC, like founded the RSC, I think, and then was artistic director of the national, Mm. never spoke with notes. Right. So like, wouldn't any speech that he'd do, he'd always extemporize. And I think it's, it's a muscle, right? Like it's like probably, and like his speeches were just as good as people who wrote them down, but much better and much more connected to an audience because he wasn't reading. Um, and because you just get you train your brain to do that, right? Like you tra- you train, yeah, and it's and it's pre- and you've now spent so so like you must have spent you must have done like your ten thousand hours in extemporizing. Oh, yeah. yeah, just um, like we- fucking bollocks, mate. Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like it's not like a transferable skill, but it is a skill that you've really got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to- yeah, totally. <laughs> well, yeah, it's yeah, because it's hard. It, it's hard to. Yeah, it's hard to monetize that skill sometimes, but uh, but that's it does... what they say. It is hard to monetize bollocks. Yeah, exactly. And yet somehow here we are <laughs> doing a free show on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, it's fan- it is fantastic. Like, I mean, speaking about getting out of bed and stuff, like I've recently not been getting out of bed really much at all. Right. Um, the last month have been really bad. And yeah. so even doing, but even doing this, you're like, it's, it's that, I think it's what you're talking about. It's like the immersion therapy. It's just going like, and also I knew that it, 
I would be fine to do this as yeah. long as I was doing it. Like, well, totally. It, yeah. And it sometimes requires a bit of a push. It's a, like, it's, it's sorry, I keep referring to earlier conversations we had, but, but, but it was a conversation we had the other day that I think you and I are quite good for each other in that, uh, uh, to use an example from, from the other day, um, I think you didn't really want to do anything and neither did mm. I. And so I just came to your house and then, yeah. and then it was like, well, I've come all the way here and you have it's to do something now. about that. Like yeah, I've just yeah, got yeah. on a train cause I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll just go to his house. In the worst case scenario, James goes, I don't want to come outside. And also uh, like, I've got to wait for the person to arrive and be like, cool, well, I'm here. I can stay here or I can go to the pub. Yeah. Like, um, it's been, it's been, I mean, that actually, I think you said as well, it, it's a very effective way for me. I'm sure for some people it would be, it would be like, it m- might make, make things not good because mm. they might be like, oh, I still can't do this. And yeah. in the face, and now I'm letting someone down. Yeah. But certainly for me, and you said the same was the case for you is you're like in that scenario, just like something just clicks in your brain. You're like, oh, it's go time. Yeah, totally. And I think if I really didn't want to do it, that would have already been made clear. Yeah. It comes back to the indecision thing of like, yeah, someone's outside my house or if someone's at the pub nearby, like I'll just go and do that. Um, Yeah. Even if I have, you know, even if I'm feeling awful, odds are I'll probably feel a bit better. Like, and it is, it is like, I mean, in the midst of the shit as mm. like you have been at, are and you know frequently feel and and, and deter me like it's important well, it's not important at all nothing's important um nothing matters <laughs> but, no that, that's the truth is, isn't it yeah 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 but it is nice it is nice to be reminded of the fact that like inherently you do even when you feel like you don't at all still have like self-protecting mechanisms in you that you're mm. like some instincts in you still like care for yourself enough Mm. that like it's just about finding the trigger for it and then you're like oh no i'm actually doing something instead of absolutely nothing and i didn't think that was possible yeah well it was like like, um i i hope you don't mind me using this example as well and do tell me if you do and i will obviously cut this Mm. but um i remember when when you first came on to antidepressants and Mm. i'm 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 well versed in in pills because um even even before I was allowed to take, sorry, it's a slight tangent already. Even before I was allowed to take them, I had a friend called Oriel, um, who uh, her dad was a monk. Um, cool, but like, but like, not not. Uh, the, like, is, uh, did they did they know about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I was a surprise to everyone. Um, but but the, the, this guy, and he used to go up to monasteries in the mountains and stuff up in um, up in Asia. And was just like a very spiritual, kind man. Mm. And he heard that I was going through a bit of rubbish. I must have been fourteen or something. Like this this now sounds darker than I than I think the story is meant to. But he uh, he brought me back what was definitely a placebo. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was probably something like St John's Wort actually, or like some kind of thing. But there were these little St John Wort. St John's Wort is not a placebo, baby. Well, that one that one's real, isn't it? But it was de- it definitely yeah. did something to me. And yeah. he brought me back these little pills that were like they they, they're like oh we're running out of time this meeting will end in 10 minutes upgrade now or we can wrap up in the next 10 that's grand um you give these little pills that were that were like blessed by 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 another monk i imagine um Mm. and uh i started taking them and i think it's kind of like my stepmom used to give me rescue remedy did you ever have that uh i know of it yeah yeah, yeah. i don't 
don't know if I've ever had it, but homeopathy has been around. That's the thing. Is like, yeah, likewise, and like we've actually talked about it on the show before. This sort of like there, it's technically microdosing tiny bits of booze. Um, mm. Apparently, uh, so uh, well, yeah. it's basically it's basically nothing. However, I've really turned around on this. So my little brother is uh, going through a super rough patch with his mental health, but he's mm. experienced like a huge amount of. My brother, I have to get out of the habit of calling him my little brother. He doesn't need that qualifier. He's yeah. a brilliant, he's a brilliant, intelligent, articulate, grown-up man um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, who also has severe mental health problems. And his way of dealing with that, which isn't that dissimilar, I think, to uh, what you were talking about with Johnny in terms of needing to research and needing to know and like wanting to pull in the knowledge. Like Matt yeah. has researched so much stuff. Like I think basically he's sort of almost qualified to be a therapist um he'd just have to do some exams because he's read so much about it and i talk a lot to him and about about the stuff because he's fascinating in terms of the things but also just as 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 talking to you now as it always has has been talking to you about mental health and it's really relieving when you feel like you're on the same page Mm. a place that we got to is the placebo effect is amazing it's a miracle Mm. and it works Mm. And so I want to try and find a new word for it because the placebo effect feels like it's intrinsically negative, a bit like the word manipulation. Like manipulation, the root of the word manipulation just means to hold in your hands, manipulate. Mm. Um, uh, and I think like a process that we're doing all the time is, you know, trying to get people to behave in certain ways and it's not negative like performance is manipulation and you wouldn't necessarily it's not necessarily negative however like the placebo effect not to get too sidetracked in my in my <laughs> linguistics sounds like it is tied to something because it's always been like ah, oh, it's just a placebo it doesn't yeah. work and you're like no if it works it works yeah so if so if that if you are experienced if you are taking a pill and it does something that helps even if that pill is just poo yeah <laughs> like just or just eat a bit of paper and that mm. does something positive you're like that's still happening yeah totally that's i mean it, it that, that yeah you're so you're so bang because that has such negative connotation and like i don't know it's a, like a tangent from a tangent but um yeah uh brian oh yeah we've still got the story about the pills <laughs> oh yeah totally brian blessed did some kind of thing where um uh, I used I, I used to get told my my family are pretty liberal with swearing, but mm. when I used to get frustrated and I'd swear, uh, often there was a, a a bit of a kibosh put on it. Um, mm. And uh, and then as I grew up, it was more acceptable and it wasn't encouraged, but it was interesting that my dad sort of was like, "No, there's a time and a place, and I think this is it." And then I watched a thing with Brian Blessed in where he was put in an ice bath, um, mm. and. Uh, in one round of the ice bath, he was allowed to swear, and in the other round, he wasn't. And they mm. monitored his uh, stress levels and and stuff like this. When he was allowed to swear, every time he swore, the process became more bearable, and mm. it released something in his brain that was like, well, when I'm threatened by something, I go, oh, jeez, mm. fucking crap, or whatever, you hit your thumb. Um, mm. The swearing releases that tiny little thing. Um, and I wonder if that's like, there's something in that in being like, well, that's, there's a time and a place for everything. And you're right. If it works, it works. And it's like, I don't know when I hit my arm, I still do what my dad used to do when I was a kid. Ben, actually, Benny, Benny bashed herself the other day. 
Mm. And I, no idea why it just suddenly happened. I went, oh, give it a rub, give it a rub, give it a rub, give it a rub, give it a rub. Mm. Like that. And it's what my dad used to do. And he used to rub yeah. it. And I used to think it was just a lovely little, like you say, placebo yeah. effect. And my dad did. But actually, when you rub it, you're, 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 you're overstimulating all the other shit going on in that area. So it has mm. to give part of its focus to the sensation of being rubbed. So it relieves some of the sensation of being in pain. Mm. And it's like, that works. Like, I think of it as a silly little thing. But anyway, long story short, been on loads of drugs, took those pills. They definitely worked because I was like, cool, a monk gave me some pills and now I'm a bit happier. Mm. Been on loads of drugs. Then you started drugs, having not done them for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, at all, even. Um, and, Never. Yeah, yeah. I was prescribed Prozac when I was a teenager, but I took one dose and then flushed the whole lot down the loo. Yeah, Prozac. Prozac's an odd one for me as well. But that, um, yeah, you started on these, and we were at the theatre. You came and met me for a beer mm. or something like that, and you were about to see a play, and you were basically like, "I'm freaking the fuck out." And mm. I and I didn't know if it was the right or wrong thing to do, but I was like, "Go and see the play." Yeah. I had no idea if, if you'd like the play. Actually, I was pretty certain mm. you might not. Um, <laughs> But it gave an activity for an hour. And I was like, I'll be here afterwards, yeah. then we can go for a beer. And you went and had a panic attack in a theatre. So all yeah. in all, it was a real victory for... Yeah, I tell you what, and like, I, I never... I think I felt anxious and sort of like mild panicky moments in watching things before. Mm. But I've never had the experience of being like having a full-on panic attack yeah. while watching a show. Yeah. And honestly, like, I can... It's such a weird i wouldn't even say like obviously i would i wouldn't choose to do it again but it's yeah. quite an interesting experience to have had because there was some really like i sort of remember the story but i really really vividly remember the some sequences in it like with some like like some lights and some yeah. movement i guess yeah, it's yeah. like the fight or flight state that you're in in that place is like what's salient and you're like a lighting change and stuff that is non-verbal is really important to you right now because it might kill you yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh -oh. uh, yeah. But well, it's, it's, yeah, it's sort of fascinating. It's fucking fascinating, I think. So, yeah, I think that there's, you're so right, a, a rebranding of that word and also, I don't know, like if it works for you, it works is also is just a really nice takeaway to have for a lot of things. And it's I, also like belief is such a fundamental part of it it's like sort of started to tie stuff together for me in terms of like why religion is such a fundamental sort of pull or drive that people have is mm. like is actually because because belief is a like somehow our brains like i guess because everything is going on in our brains all of our sensations everything like all of our nervous system is sort of being rooted through there it's all about that so all all of our experience is sort of just a thing that we're doing in our brain yeah and so if you believe something hard enough it becomes real yeah i think uh, that's true and it's that's i mean it's awful because i don't believe that because you go like well again no, empirically like god doesn't exist i don't think like that's not what it is and it's like uh, like homeopathy is obviously bollocks but you're mm. also like but it's not bollocks if it helps is it yeah absolutely because that is having the desired effect um, yeah as long as you're not hurting someone with it um, exactly yeah. It's very hard to hurt somebody with, you know, like a pint of water with 0.1% of booze just in a, it. Just a bit of arsenic in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just a drop, mate. It's just your body will remember it's it. Not, that is not going to hurt you. Yeah, Even if it was arsenic, it still wouldn't. Like a whole pint of water with like a tiny, tiny, tiny drop of arsenic. You'd be like, that's fine. 
I, I was, oh, was going to talk to you about this later, but there's James and I are going to be writing a musical together. Um, yeah. And I, uh, I don't even know if this will fit in it, but there was a song I never got off the ground with Johnny because I don't think he liked the idea, but it was called I'm Going to Kill You With Kindness and Poison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and Johnny was just like, but what's the joke? And I was like, the joke is, right, because you think it's, <laughs> you think it's one kill thing. You with- we can't, yeah. it, it, like it's the poison that does the killing, and he's like, "No, no, I, I get it. It's just there's, <laughs> it's not a whole song in that, mate." <laughs> and I'm like, "I always believe that there's more to a joke." Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But um, now the recording is either going to kick us off in a minute. But I have a belief, right? Here you go. Here's one for yeah. you. On Zoom, I think if it's two people, it goes. Now nah, you know what, mate. It's fine. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. I mean, we've apparently got less than a minute, but if you don't mind, this will probably be a really good point to say um, we're going to move on to Patreon, where we always do the second uh, part of the episode. I hadn't told Mm. James this. Um, I thought this whole thing was for Patreon. Oh, no. God, no. Oh, no. This is Mm. public consumption, bruv. This is um, this is this is this is this is this is the the forum. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to move on over to Patreon, which you can go to. patreon.com slash oh look at those look at those look at those boys what are they doing uh probably probably slash johnny and the baptist i don't do the patreon well i do actually i just don't know the link um you can google just right into your search bar yeah patreon johnny and the baptist and you'll find it and for as little yeah. as as five pounds a month and then the recording stopped see you next week I don't know what to do Don't know what to do with These tossed salad And scrambled eggs Cause baby I hear the blues Are calling tossed salad And scrambled eggs Calling again Hey baby I Hear the blues a calling Ta salad Don't know what to do with these Scrambled eggs Calling again Frasier <laughs> <laughs>